When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month. Get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Spring practice. We're in week two of it, but hey, Gators on spring break this week. So have some time to you know settle down a bit, catch back up with everybody who has spoken to the media so far. This episode, it will be concentrated on the running backs. We get to hear from running back coach Jabbar Jaluk and the running back duo of Montrell Johnson and Trevor Etienne, one of the best duos out there in the country. How much can they improve? What is Jabbar Jaluk looking for from these two running backs? Also, we get to hear about Cam Carroll a bit, the transfer from Tulane, true freshman running back Trevor, um, I mean, Trayon Webb uh, as well. So lots to get into here on the running back room for the Florida Gators. Of course, so much probably going to be on their shoulders this year. We'll get into all those storylines right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Before we do, everybody hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you're not already subscribed to Gators Breakdown, it really helps us out here on YouTube. You get those notifications when we go live. Look, just like I said, it's spring break. It's spring break for me personally, too, with my daughter uh, spending time with her this week. So um, sometimes the episodes just come out when I get a chance. <laughs> so that's, what, that's that's this one before we you know head out of town and do some other things here. So uh, you'll get those notifications if you're subscribed. Don't miss when Gators Breakdown goes live. But of course, you can catch the replay as well. And join Gators Breakdown Plus if you want to further the conversation even more, that Discord server, uh, some conversation going on, of course, about recruiting uh, right now and also uh, just, just, just some ran- random musings uh, from spring practice conversations always going on that Discord server. You can join Gators Breakdown Plus. Once again, the link is in the description to join. All right, let's get to it. Let's hear from Jabbar Jaluk on his two main running backs, Montreal Johnson, Trevor Etienne, really good duo coming back this year for the Gators and what he's looking for for their growth. Of course, leadership is going to be uh, the big thing that he's looking for. But also, we'll hear 
from Montreal Johnson and Trevor, Trevor Etienne as well uh, in this soundbite. Montreal Johnson first and followed by Trevor Etienne on just, you know, their roles in this Gator offense. You know, you always like your guys. Um, they did an outstanding job last year. But last year is last year. We have to turn the page and get to a new focus, right? Because now you have different um, hurdles to climb, right? Because now that you have had success, how do you handle it, right? Are you going to be the teammate that you need to be all the time? Or are you going to just say, I did what I did last year and it's okay? So we're constantly challenging the guys in the room. They constantly challenge each other as they go. And now they're in a different role. They got to be leaders. They got to help Trayon Webb become a good football player as well. So they have different roles than what they had on last year. And it's going to get better. You know, those guys are um, really good human beings, right? Um, they team first guys. It's not about them. And they're going to try to make sure that the young people in the room are doing what they're supposed to do. Most importantly, leadership. Right? They have to be leaders. They have to be more vocal leaders. Um, they have to understand that they can't get away with not doing the little things correctly all the time. Um, you know, just being better pass protectors, all right? Understanding the offense and that aspect of it. Um, being better ball carriers, that might sound crazy, but you can always improve on being a better ball carrier, understanding the defense and understand where you gotta go before it happens. The game is gonna slow down tremendously for um, Trevor and Montreal. So hopefully they can continue to do that and build on it. Us running back, you know, me, Trevor, us being like, you know, veteran guys, second year guys uh, here at UF, uh, we need to uh, speak up and be more leadership role, like like you said. Uh, we need to just, you know, just hype the team up and just be that juice that we need to, you know, go in the season fresh. What's some things you want to improve on um, from last year in terms of uh, spring, spring camp? Uh, just like some off the field things, you know, like just uh, spending time with your teammates, you know, just building bonds, stuff like that. That, that goes a long way. Is that going to be difficult for you, just be more vocal? I mean, because as a freshman, you probably don't feel like it's your place, and then you're in a new spot, uh, or is that something that you're looking forward to? Uh, it's difficult for me because I'm not a, a very, you know, loud guy. I, I kind of I like to lead by example, and, you know, so I, I got to step out the box and, you know, and be that leader for the, for the team. So they're kind of trying to get you out of your comfort zone a little bit? Yes, sir. Coming in as a freshman, I didn't really think I was going to play that much. When my name was called, that was... I was nervous. I was like, hey, I'm about to get in this SEC football. But that's just like, that's just a, I could say, like, that's just, coming from Coach Nate, that means a lot because what the type of man that he is. And that just shows that, like, my hard work is not going unnoticed and that I'm able to help the team in a positive way. Do you remember when you found your group last year? Was there like a, a week or a game where you were like, hey, I belong on this stage? I'll say for me, it was against Vandy. Because I didn't have the best running game, but it was probably the best pass blocking game I had. And I was like, if I can just keep doing this and the running to come with it. And that, that's just kind of like when I got comfortable with the game. Your field, division, your field vision appears to be advanced for a freshman. What, what do you attribute that to? Your ability to cut back and, and see holes, you think? Honestly, really, my first I was just running. <laughs> I was just running. I was out there scared, running for my life. <laughs> <laughs> Second that, year, that, that Kentucky game, though, I mean, that was a pretty nifty cutback, though, your first touchdown. Oh, yeah, that's that's coming from practice. We we practiced that drill. Wyndham and them. Texas Vice drill. So it's just drills and practice showing up in the game. Second year of the system, what are you seeing from everybody as far as being comfortable with what you guys are doing? The want to. You can tell everyone wants to be here. Everyone wants to work. They want to put the work in. Everyone wants to be great. And I feel like seeing that from everyone will only push the team to be better. Pass blocking is probably something you're not asked to do when you're running back in high school. What has that been like, just learning the schemes, who to block, maybe more so than how to block? Yeah, that's been crazy for me because coming from high school, we ran the wing T, split back veers. So it was like you get the ball and go every play. 
and then coming here, like just like you said, learning. It's really just like communication with the O-line. That's that's really the hardest part for me, like learning that terminology and like knowing who to get in body position. Like once I figure out all those things, I feel like I'll be better at it. There we go. Get to hear from Jabbar Jaluk, Montreal Johnson, Trevor Etienne on kind of, you know, last year and then going into this spring that they're in now and, and taking everything they've learned from last year and, and being different type of players. Uh, and growing and man just to hear and I saw the I saw the comment I'll, I'll put it there Tiffany B throws in hard to tell he was scared talking about Trevor Etienne there absolutely I mean he comes in right away game one versus Utah making plays and him sitting there saying hey I was just running that should be scary for everybody else I mean he's 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 even admitting hey I didn't really know everything I'm just out there running and that's how successful he was so now he wasn't even part of spring football last year. This is his first spring. So his first winter workout, his first spring practice. Just imagine how much growth Trevor Etienne's going to have going through spring ball now. I mean, we should be even more excited for this kid taking everything that he just said there and how everything also in practice is, is showing up on the field and, and what they practice and what they put the work into, how it translates to on-field production. I mean, I tell you what, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it, look, it, we can take too much from sound bites and, and, and stuff, but when you pair something like that to what we saw on the field last year from somebody like Trevor Etienne as a true freshman, grow, we, we should be excited. That should make us more excited as fans and, and, and followers of this program and, you know, following the, the, I mean, we're diehards in here. You know, if you're listening to Gators Breakdown, we're diehard fans. And, you know, it, it, it's at this time of year, there's a lot of hope, there's a lot of positivity. But that's what kind of spring practice is. It's it, it's hope springs eternal, of course. Uh, but hearing that from 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 Etn uh, and really kind of just showing how young he was last year and just how much more he has to grow, man, we really we really should be excited. And then you know, Montreal Johnson, you you go to this, you go to this room a year ago. He was the only one last year that was in this position to share how to do things. But now it's on him and ETN to get Carroll and Webb up to speed. You, you talk about the leadership. There's going to be some, some natural leadership because those are just there are two guys in the room that have the experience. Uh, and Montreal Johnson bringing the Louisiana experience with him to Florida with Billy Napier, he was the only one that could really share anything in the transition last year. And now they got two running backs that can do it, two running backs who played a ton of football last year. And look at this running back room, guys. We, we know they may have to carry the offense a bit more with the quarterback change going on at Florida and the offensive line being retooled. Now, of course, that offensive line is going to affect them a little bit. We'll get into that just a little bit later. But, you know, we, you're looking at this running back duo right here carrying the offense. Can they be more consistent? Can they be more of a threat in the passing game? Can they improve in the pass blocking? Maybe even more important right now. I mean, Richardson was able to help the offensive line and these running backs a bit last season with his escapability, and the Florida sack numbers were really good. But Anthony Richardson had a large part to do with that. That luxury isn't there now. And that's not to say Jack Miller can't escape, and that's not to say Graham Mertz can't escape, but they can't escape like Anthony Richardson. So these running backs are going to be counted on even more to lead their running back room, to help pass block for these quarterbacks that don't move as well and if this passing you know, and this passing game is going to take a step under Graham Mertz, he's going to have you know, part of it's going to be because he has time to throw. 
And that's going to have to come from the running backs as well. And especially Trevor Etienne, who uh, you, you heard him say there, and kudos to him, one play, he's going to you know, Vanderbilt. It's the game Florida lost, of course, but he's going to that game saying, hey, one of my favorite plays, one thing that sticks out to me last year, one the, the moment maybe it all clicked was the Vanderbilt game, my best game pass blocking. That lets you know the, the narrative. That lets you know the focus. That lets you know what these running backs and what these coaches are kind of just putting in their heads of, yeah, everything you did good last year was, was good. You know, you ran for a whole bunch of yards, but you can get better. And what places can you get better? You can hear it. You can hear them discussing what it is to get better, what it takes to get better. So as a duo, how much better can this group be? But especially Trevor Etienne coming in as a true freshman. He has not reached his ceiling. So much room for growth because of that youth. Didn't hit the field as a college player till last summer, as you heard. I mean, no spring, no winter workouts last year. He was able to come in in the summer and be an instant contributor in this offense. All the change that was going on, a true freshman comes in and makes headway in a running back room that was deep. And he's there, game one, Utah, making big plays. So he's taking part in his first spring practice. Pair that with all the experience last season. As I said, offensive line play, of course, will come, will, will contribute to what these running backs do this year. But he's going to be a better running back than he was last year. You know, barring some, we've heard it before, some sophomore slump or something like that. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I mean, there were times last year when he was the best running back on the field. Counting for Florida and whoever Florida was playing, there were times Trevor Etienne was the best running back on the field as a true freshman. And look, he's got the bloodline. <laughs> it's go, of course, he, he, I mean, he's coming on faster than his brother did, Travis at Clemson. And he was a running back that seemed to get better every season at Clemson. Can that now be the case for Trevor? Well, we certainly hope so. But here's him having a little bit of fun and looking back on how much his brother has meant to him and helped his game. He would have clips like waiting on me after the game. It's like, good run, but you did this wrong. It's like, it's just critiquing every little thing I do. And that's just him helping me. Was this the first time he'd done this? Were you used to him doing this? Was he doing oh, yeah, I mean, I'm used to that. Uh, high school, funny story, high school, one game, I was coming back from injury. I had broke my fibula. And like, they, they say I was running soft, but I thought I was running pretty hard. He comes on the sideline and he's like, bro, you going you gonna to start playing or what? I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> And then I just kind of yeah, like, yeah. What's, what, what's it like having him so close? I mean, 90 miles up in Jacksonville and stuff, and how much are you guys able to interact because of that? I mean, it's it's crazy because we don't really get to see that each other that much during the season because he's busy, I'm busy. Like, we kind of have the weekends off, but not really. So, like, we see each other when we can. We talk on the phone every day, though. What was it like growing up with him, and just how much did he rub off on you as a youngster? I mean, it's just like... Looking up to him, I wanted to do everything he'd done. Like, it's just following his footsteps. Like, he, everywhere, wherever he went, I wanted to go. So, like, just watching him, I thank him for doing the right thing because that, I feel, I feel that's, like, why I'm here today because just following in his footsteps. Yeah, that was a big part. Uh, probably the recruiting of Trevor was Travis getting drafted. Hey, we can thank Urban Meyer one more time for drafting Travis Etienne when he was a head coach of the Jaguars and, and, that, and that Jaguar front office staff for, for bringing 
Travis Etienne to Jacksonville because that did have a little something of getting Trevor to Gainesville. Now, they, this staff already had a relationship being in the state of Louisiana, of course, but Travis getting drafted by Jacksonville, the family moving to Jacksonville, and now Trevor only being 90 miles away plays a little bit of part uh, in this, and, and thankfully so. Uh, that he is a Gator now because he's going to be relied on so much this year as providing that one-two punch for the Gators and, as I said, providing some leadership, providing some experience to pass down to Carroll. I mean, Carroll's got a lot of experience coming from Tulane, but you know he needs the Florida experience. So ETN can help him there. Johnson can help him there. They can help true freshman running back Trayon Webb uh, as well, and especially Trevor because Trevor was in those same shoes Trayon Webb is in just one year ago. Now, Webb is thankfully gets to go and take part in spring practice. Uh, so there's some of this new newness for ETN as well as Webb going through winter workouts, going through going through the, the, the spring practice process. But also, you know, he can share so much on what you need to do as a true freshman to get on the field at Florida. So really, really uh, beneficial there. And, and thankfully, you know, Travis was able to share so much to, to, to Trevor and you can tell there's a good relationship there and you can follow that on social media. Uh, it, it, you, you watch a Gators game on Saturday and there's Travis Etienne sitting there tweeting about this Florida offense. It's they're tweeting about what his brother's doing and, and how much his brother's playing. And there's a good bit of stuff out there on Saturdays uh, following Travis Etienne talking about this Gators team because of his brother being on the team. It's uh, that was a, it was a pretty good storyline. I like, I'd like to follow last year, uh, you know, being a Jaguars fan as well, but just kind of seeing that relationship. And, and now Travis Etienne sharing on social media uh, about this Gator off man. Say, look, it, it helps you get, you get a name like Travis Etienne going out there and, and praising his brother and praising this offense and this run game. Hopefully that helps in some kind of small way <laughs> as far as recruiting or something, something like that goes. Uh, but man, um, really good. I- excited about you know this duo from Montreal Johnson. And how, how does getting one year of SEC experience elevate his game? Uh, I don't think we've seen the best from him either. Uh, it pairing his outstanding. I mean, uh, look, this is think about it, guys. And this is two years in a row now for Billy Napier, going back to his last year at Louisiana and his first year at Florida where he's had freshman running backs just kind of burst onto the scene. And Montreal Johnson being one of those, his last year at Louisiana, and then Trevor Etienne last year. And how does that one year of experience elevate Montreal Johnson's game? A year ago, I mean, there were some questions if he could even have the same type of success jumping from the Sun Belt and that level of competition to the SEC, and there was no issue there. Once again, from game one, game one versus Utah, you saw the success of Montreal Johnson and how instant of a contributor he was going to be in this Gator offense. And as the season played on, you could just tell these were the two best backs Florida had. And they were young running backs. Montreal Johnson was only in his second year. Trevor Etienne was only in his first year. And they're out there coming out of the SEC as one of, if not the best duo in the SEC. A lot of praise needs to be on these guys. Now, of course, we'll see. And we get into it, a retooled offensive line. How does it affect these guys? But, you know, the potential of carrying the offense even more this season, you know, it's, it is essential these guys probably step up their game a bit. And I think they can. And I think they will. 
can now, you know, what growth do we want to see? Of course, leadership comes about, and we just talked about that and how much they can share and how much they need to be a voice now with their experience in Billy Napier's second year as he tries to build a, a roster that has so many new faces on it. Johnson ETN being a part of the team last year, all the experience, okay, they can share that. But as far as on the field goes, the physical part of it, can both players show the ability to be a threat in the passing game? Of course, that's going to depend on the running back or the quarterback getting them the ball. But is that something they can identify this spring, this fall camp, that, hey, you guys need to be you know, screens, wheel routes, check downs. You guys need to be ready. Pass blocking, of course, has come up. Trevor Etienne is talking about how much he himself, Jabbar Juk, you heard him say these guys need to get better there. Trevor Etienne even admitted, you know, there's, that's one thing we, we, I got to get better at. They need to look to capitalize on this opportunity. And if they can improve their consistency, become more of a threat in the passing game, it will be a game changer for the Gators. And just how important was it for these guys to have some good games last year? I'm going to throw it up for you. In 2022, last season, yards per carry versus Power 5 teams, so not counting Eastern Washington, not counting South Florida, even though it was a closer game than it should have been. But in wins last year, Montreal Johnson, seven yards a carry versus Power 5 teams. And losses, 3.9. Trevor Etienne, nine and a half yards per carry in the Power 5 wins last year. 4.1 in losses. This is how instrumental it was for Florida to get that run game going. Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne had good games. Florida was winning the game. But what happened? Struggled versus Vanderbilt. Couldn't really, you know, couldn't win that game. Couldn't get the run game going versus LSU. Lost that game. Couldn't get the run game going versus FSU. Lost that game. You know, so it is imperative that these guys have, you know, they, they, if they have some good stats, Florida winning the game, Utah game comes to mind. Very first game of the season where you could tell Anthony Richardson, of course, having a good game as well. But you know, if these guys are going to contribute, if these guys are going to put up numbers like this, Florida's going to win some ball games. This is how imperative it is to get these guys the blocking up front, play calling. I mean, averaging just over eight yards of carry combined in wins. And about half of that, four yards of carry in the losses pretty much doubling their production in the wins last year. Hopefully we get to add a couple more names to this list and how important it is for the Gators in this duo. I mean, it can't just be Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne. They can be a lot of it. But one name that is coming about through spring practice so far and is turning heads, Cam Carroll. We wonder how he would fit into this offense. The two-lane transfer brings a ton of experience and a big body to this Gators running back room. Jaluk shares why Cam Carroll would transfer from Tulane to Florida, knowing the competition already in the running back room. And Montreal Johnson also shares his thoughts on Carroll. Right, most guys would not want to come here. Uh, Cam is interested in the challenge. You know, He wanted to compete. Um, and um, he was told that from the beginning, right? And then Ray Charles can see that those guys have production. So um, he did his homework, um, actually would help being in New Orleans. Um, people that he trained with, um, they trust me that I wouldn't tell them to give them a bill of sale. I'll tell them the truth. 
Uh, he's coming in. He's going to compete. He knows he has to start from the bottom and work his way up. Um, and he's accepted the challenge, and he's looking forward to it. And um, he's been um, out right now, but you know he's going to be a good player. He's going to help us. He's going to help us in special teams. He'll help us in the backfield. And he's going to push those other guys to be better than what they are. For us that maybe haven't seen him, what's the scouting report on him? What kind of player is he? Uh, he's very um, got that athletic ability. Can move around well. Um, smart. He's been playing football like uh, Trayon Webb, say, for a half a decade. Uh, so he understands the game, and um, he just got to try to get the two terminologies across in his head right now. So he got to get that out of the way, just focus on what we're doing, and he should be able to help us on, somewhere down the line. Well, Cam, he's, he's a great guy. You know, he's, he's uh, learning the plays. You know, he's, you know, he's eager to learn, so, uh, so is Trayon Webb. Uh, he has a lot of experience, you know, and I'm kind of uh, talking to him. I kind of, like, soaked that in, you know, because he, he's been uh, – at Tulane for about four years, and I'm just trying to like get that wisdom that he has. Yeah, see, Carroll can even come in and share, like he said, some some of the wisdom. Uh, he he has played a lot of football at Tulane, and look, he didn't have to lead that. I mean, Tulane's going to have a good offense this year. That was a team that went and won a you know a big bowl game last year over USC. Tulane was going to have no problems on offense this year, but you went and got a guy who has produced for them and not quite as much last year, fighting some injuries at, at the same time, but somebody who brings a lot of experience and kind of in the same vein as Montreal Johnson, leaving a lower-tier program to come to Florida and produce. I mean, get your name in the spotlight there. If Carroll can do some of the same things that we saw right away that we saw from Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne last year. And he's going to get a chance. I mean, he is turning some heads in practice already. Big body, but can move for that big body. I look for him to be a third down weapon for these Gators, but he's seen a lot of football. This transition will be a little bit easier for him as it was for Montreal Johnson a season ago. He's going to be with this I mean, tough, aggressive approach to the running, to his running style. He's going, he's going to play. And look, J Jaluk's, Got asked around in that state of Louisiana. Got a good rapport with him. I mean, dating and going back to the success of the run game last year and just the success of the transfers last year that Florida brought in. I mean, Florida's going to make sure these guys are fits and, and that they can use them. So to get somebody, I think, with this much of experience. Now, we, I think we knew Florida was going to hit the transfer portal for, for a running back this past cycle. I wasn't sure it was going to be somebody who had experience like this in, in Carroll. And as he said, wanting to come in here and compete, that, to me, that says a lot about Carroll. You know Montreal Johnson is established. You know Trevor Etienne is established. And you want to come here and compete anyway. You want to make your presence felt in a crowd, in a, in not necessarily a crowded running back room, but crowded at the top running back room. And look, maybe it keeps Etienne fresh for late games. It keeps Montreal Johnson fresh for late games, having now another guy they can rely on to split some carries with. As you heard Will say on this, you know, when we talked about running backs in, in the previous episodes, and you know, you guys know it as well. You, you could tell Florida last year wanted three running backs, but as the season went on, it was apparent that Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne were the guys that were contributing the most. It wasn't a Naquan Wright. It wasn't a Lorenzo Lingard. Demarcus Bowman transferred away. Yeah, so you, you had your guys. You relied on them. They went and produced. You needed the two guys that were out there. You needed those uh, ETN and Johnson. You needed those guys to stay out there because they were the ones producing. Florida would like a third running back to produce just as much as those guys. Give those guys a breather. 
you know, maybe keep Trevor Etienne on special teams a bit. I mean, he was a kick returner last year that got much better. Kick returns, you know, for limited as they are, was better back there with ETN. Now, how much do you want him back there? You know, with like, there's not a lot of opportunities for returning kicks in today's college football. You know, so is it worth still keeping him back there? Maybe to 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 give Florida some better field position. Maybe to return one for a score. Do you weigh that with how much you need him to be a big contribution in the offense and the run game? I still wouldn't mind seeing him. I don't believe in really coaching scared too much. You know, injuries happen. They're part of the game. But I think if Florida identifies that ETN can still be a weapon back there and he gets Florida to the 35, 40-yard line and starts some drives, I think keep him back there. Now, if you can identify somebody else to do it, okay, fine. fine. Save, save, save ETN. But if Florida's still having trouble identifying somebody in the special teams, as far as kick return goes, and you got a third back already in Carroll who may be producing and, and, and proving that he can be a third back and be counted on, okay, then maybe you do still have Trevor Etienne returning kicks a bit. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago coming into spring practice as we previewed spring practice com- coming in is, you know, Trayon Webb. Can he be the next freshman to burst onto the scene? But it's going to be a little more difficult for him. Montreal Johnson did so at Louisiana a couple years ago under Billy Napier. ETN did so last year. Now, Carroll, there's a little, there's more bodies to pass up, maybe, or more proven bodies to pass up. I said the same thing about ETN last year, but Lorenzo Lingard hadn't proven anything. Marcus Bowman hadn't proven anything. Naquan Wright, okay, he was an average back, but nothing we were going to write home about going into the season. But we still didn't necessarily predict ETN to shoot up the depth chart like that, especially after we were hearing, what, a year ago, Lingard was probably the best back in, in, in spring practice, and maybe that would transfer to the fall as well. It didn't. Uh, it, we know Billy Napier made the complete right decision of having ETN the third back as soon as the first game rolled around. That's, so that's going to make it harder for Trayon Webb to break through. you got two really good running backs. I'm hearing good things on Carroll so far, so maybe it's kind of a luxury that can bring him along. But what's the, what's the biggest challenge for him? What's the biggest challenge for Trayon Webb? We hear from Jabbar Jaluk and then Montreal Johnson on what he has seen from the freshmen so far. Biggest transition for high school running backs is pass protection. Okay, Those guys don't do a lot of pass protection. Not that he's afraid to hit someone, knowing who to hit or knowing who to pick up. And when the game is moving fast on a young guy, we got to try to slow it down as best we can to make sure he understands the game, right? Because high school is, hey, can't take the ball and go, right? Some of it's not as complicated as college. That's the biggest transition that I think he has to make. And he's learning. He's getting better. He's a very smart kid. 4.2 grade, high, uh, grade point average coming out of high school. So he understands it. He understands football. And I think once he gets the grasp of it, he'll be a lot better at doing it. We're talking about freshmen picking up pass pro with Trevor, was that a process too? And, and how much better is he at it now than what he was when he first got oh, here? Oh, it absolutely was a process for him. And um, Treyon is different because he's coming in January. We got Trevor in June. So he had to speed ball his learning curve as, as, as he went because he was so talented. So we had to meet more. We had to um, have different things that he needed to do. We zoomed at home. We did all those things to try to make it a lot easier for him as best as we could. I seen that he's he's eager to uh, to learn. Uh, he he plays fast. He's eager to learn. And I remember like my time as a freshman. Uh, you know I messed up a lot, and you know I, I was always eager to learn. And that's that's what I see in him. So have you helped him out like as one of the older guys? Have you kind of like helped push him along so far? And like how so if you have? 
Yeah, you know, me and Trevor are doing our part, you know, as as the vet guys in the group, uh, to you know, uh, push push Trayon and uh and Cam Carroll as well, you know, the, the new guys to uh, learn the playbook and you know to be comfortable out there. There we go, Trayon Webb, very smart football player, and was injured a bit his junior year, but came on late to lead Trinity Christian to a state championship, um, and then was able to put together a ton of yards last year in his senior season. Uh, now hitting the field for the Gators this spring. And as you heard Jabbar Jaloup say, hey, we didn't get that luxury with Trevor Etienne last year. He came in in the summer. Uh, so now, you know, with pass protection being the biggest obstacle that he'll have to overcome to get on the field, at least we have spring practice to get that. For, with Trevor, we had to speedball it up. And he got it. He was able to get on the field. With Trayon, now we can take this time for him to learn it in the springtime. And as I said, other players, of course, being able to pass it down and all the – nuances of actually being out there and doing it, they can pass down to Trayon Webb. So uh, eager to see how fast he can make his presence felt. Is he going to get a lot of carries uh, this year? Um, uh, of course, yeah, it's going to depend um, on how much you know, production they're getting out of ETN and Johnson and Carroll. And um, do, do you force your way in? I mean, some of this is going to be on Trayon Webb, too. I mean, can he go out there and, and force himself to go out there and get more carries? Is he, going to, is he going to go out there and show this spring and demand carries by his production? Now, if he's not getting carries like Trevor Etienne did last year, I'm, that's, that does not worry me in the slightest because it is going to be hard to break through. I'm not putting that reputation of, hey, freshman's going to have to come in here and show me what Trevor Etienne did his first year for me to believe. No, it's going to be hard to break through now because of what Trevor Etienne did last year. And he's going to demand more carries. Montreal Johnson is going to demand more carries. So, no, I don't expect freshmen to come in every cycle and to show me that for me to think they're going to have success. There's a track record of Billy Napier and this offensive system and this offensive staff of producing good running backs. And we saw it last year as well. And yeah, no worry for me if we don't see it right away from Trayon Webb, mainly just because Florida's already got some good running backs. It's going to be hard to break through. Yeah, so I think for this offense, when you look at it as a whole, you know, how much does the offense change from Anthony Richardson to Graham Mertz or Jack Miller leading this side of the ball? I mean, do you have a passing game now that takes another step with Graham Mertz or Jack Miller? Mainly Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz, I'm hearing, is taking more and more of the, uh, of the number one reps right now in spring practice. So Graham Mertz is the guy. And the passing game takes a better step, a higher step, more success. How much does that help this running game? You know, last year, these running backs did – get the benefit, get the luxury of having a quarterback that could take off 60 yards at any time. So defenses had to worry about that. They don't have to worry about that so much this year. You know, so how creative can the offense get? Do we see more RPO elements? Do we see, you know, reverses? And do we see the, the sweeps there with the wide receivers like we saw with Ricky Pearsall at times last year? You know, to keep defenses guessing as part of the run game so it's not so focused on the running backs. Does Graham Mertz lead this passing attack to be even more of a potent passing attack to where they can't load the box and stop ETN and Johnson? I mean, a lot of this is going to be on quarterback play and creativity of this offense to get these, you know, to help these running backs without the threat of a of a huge running quarterback like they had last year in Anthony Richardson. Also, 
a retooled offensive line. How much of those, how much is that group going to contribute, going to affect what we see from Montreal Johnson, what we see from Trevor Etienne, what we see from the, uh, well, not young guys in Cam Camerill, but um, a, a, young, a new guy for Florida, and Trayon Webb. You know, what about the guys blocking for these running backs? So to continue and almost finish up this episode, you'll hear from Billy Napier on the offensive line and also Trevor Etienne on one Micah Mazuka and what he brings to the table at that left guard spot. All three really good, um, you know, really good additions to the team. You know, um, Mazuka is played a little bit more football than the others, but, um, you know, he's six four and three quarters, 320 pounds, and really can move, plays well on the second level. Good demeanor about him. I think football IQ is there. Um, been pleased with how he's picked things up. Um, a lot of carry over there systematically. Uh, Damian George uh, is off to a really good start. You know, he's, um, you know, he started four games, I think, in 21, and then he was a consistent backup basically from day one. So two and a half years of taking reps, you know, at the University of Alabama. So uh, he's been very good. I like he's vocal. Uh, he's a good communicator. Uh, and then certainly Keontae, you know, just has all the ability in the world. You know, six, seven and a half. He's lost probably 29, 30 pounds since he's gotten here. He's under 350 and uh, he's moving well. So he's still a young player, you know, um, not much experience there, but you know, really good tools and a guy that's got a bright future in front of him. Billy says that Mizuka is a barroom brawler. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. He's one of those guys who's going to let his presence be known. Coach Jaloop says he comes, he look, just looks pissed off when he comes yeah. to work. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's one of those guys, he's like, we're going to do it until we do it right. Does he play pissed off? Oh, yeah. I was messing with him one day. He got in his stance, and I was like, why you get so low? He's like, you don't worry about what I do. Just, just, just run the ball. I, I was like, all right. You know. I was like, you got it. I was like, you got it. There we go. A little bit of fun there with ETN talking about Micah Mazuka and, and Billy Napier on those other transfers as well. So, hey, remember last week we were talking about this offensive line because we were offensive line heavy. We were discussing Rob Sale and the, and the transfers coming in. And even more is coming out about practice a bit. And I'll throw it up. It just might be Keontae Goodwin at right tackle getting more of the starting reps, more so than Damian George. Uh, so I think I, I put up the graphic here, you know, looking left to right, no surprise, Barber, Mazuka, Aguacan, Leonard, now Goodwin at right tackle from what I can gather out there. As we mentioned in that episode, one of Kentucky, th Kentucky's third highest recruit ever. You know, on the verge, five-star offensive lineman there. Can he get unlocked at Florida? Can he reach his potential at Florida? Came in and already made transformation to his weight. He was certainly going to be a right tackle at some point from Flo for Florida. Can it come right away? Can he be the right tackle as soon as he transferred from Kentucky to Florida. Maybe he needed that fresh start, that fresh look. 
But from what I can hear, he's taking most of the first-team reps right now. Damian George still getting a lot of reps there at first-team as well. So, yeah, as we kind of previewed coming into spring, maybe a battle there at the right tackle spot. But from what I can gather, what I'm hearing, Goodwin right now getting most of the first-team reps. But, of course... I mean, this offensive line, this retooled offensive line, going to go a long way in this run game. And last year, it was running on that right side behind Osiris Torrance and Austin Barber, who was on the right side last year. You know, a lot of – there's some big runs on the left side too, but when Florida needed it, when Florida wanted it, when Florida needed to go get some yards, they were running behind the road grader Osiris Torrance. Well, now that might shift to this year with the experience of Micah Mazuka, as you heard Billy Napier said, played a lot of football, system very similar. So he's going to fit right in, right there at left guard. Austin Barber now on the left side. So there we go. I mean, you're looking at when Florida is going to rely on his run game. They're going to be running to the left behind those two experienced all-conference one in the Big 12 at Baylor with Mazuka, but also Barber. Last year, Kingsley comes back at center. Really like what they got in Richie Leonard. There's some depth at at offensive line. But it is retooled. How fast can they come together? Came together pretty fast last year. Can they they be more consistent? You know, Florida last year, of course, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's going to happen to anybody. But Osiris Torrance doesn't play the LSU game, doesn't play the bowl game. Florida struggles in those two games, running the ball. Now, LSU, they hit some big runs, but not necessarily yardage when, you know, but outside of those big runs, not a whole lot. And that was kind of the story of the Florida run game last year. And everybody knows, if you listen to Gators Breakdown throughout the years, I'll take that explosiveness over the other side of it where all you're getting is two, three yards of carry. You know, you might bust a 10, 15-yarder here or there, but, you know, before that, Florida was missing – you know, so much under Dan Mullen was missing the big runs. That wasn't an issue last year. The big runs came from Anthony Richardson, of course, but also Montreal Johnson, 30, 40 yards. Trevor Etienne, the big run versus South Carolina. Those lacked under the previous staff. And, you know, I, I'll take the explosiveness, but maybe a little more consistency this year. You saw, yeah, you know, I, threw, I threw it up in, in the games Florida lost last year, about four yards of carry. You know, Florida needs to be way above that. Now, now of course, they're not going to run rough shot over everybody out there. But a little more consistency in the run game next year, I think, is needed. So can this offensive line get there? Still need those explosives, of course. Can help this offense so much. But need those more of those five, six, seven, eight yards of carry. Florida struggled on first down last year. Some of that doing with... You know, I think passing too much on first down, but also not enough yards on first down rushing. So can this run game get to a point where it's second and short for Florida, third and short for Florida, more consistent converting third and shorts, more consistent converting fourth and shorts. Something to look forward to with this retooled offensive line, how fast it all comes together with these guys and maybe a little more consistency. But that's kind of, in a way, I guess a little nitpicking (laughs) when you look at it, but there's so much changing because Anthony Richardson's gone. So many new faces on the the offensive line. 
know, defense takes a step up. This Massey, uh, let's see. Yeah, Tanner throws it up right here. If the offense were to remain nearly as good as it was and the defense is actually better, I like our odds in a lot of the games we lost last year. I mean, if it plays out similarly the same, I, I agree. You know, Florida just needs, put it this way, you look at so many of the criticisms from offense last year. To me, was, was Anthony, Richardson, Anthony Richardson consistent? No, he wasn't. But at the same time, if Florida has somewhat of an average defense, the record is much better. And in some ways, we're nitpicking the offense. The offense was good enough last year to win eight, nine games for Florida. It, it, it just was. Put together some average performance versus LSU. Put together some average performance versus Vanderbilt. Put together some average performance versus FSU. Th those are wins for Florida. I mean, you really only go back to the Kentucky game where the offense was, okay, you pin it on them. Where the defense played good enough, and then you pin the loss on, on the offense. But that didn't happen a whole lot last year. Now, did the, was the end of the first half an issue at times? Yes. Was the beginning of the second half issues at times? Yes. But all in all, if Florida has an average defense, we're, just, we're, we're nitpicking the offense. So, yeah, you're right. If this offense is anywhere similar to last year, you get a little more efficient in the passing game. You can stay on the field a bit longer in some situations. And this defense takes a step up. Yeah, Florida has a chance to maybe do what we thought they could do last year. Eight, nine wins and, and use that as a building block. But yeah, that's not going to happen without the defense taking a huge step forward. And this offense kind of, you know, maybe being a stable, being similar to last year as far as you know, just overall look goes. All right, there we go. There we go. That'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. Looking at the run game right here for the Gators. Looking at spring, you're know, going through just a bit, maybe some standouts so far. As I mentioned earlier, Graham Mertz taking most of the first team reps. Just talked about offensive line, what's happening there. Uh, these running backs are hitting some long runs, some explosive runs again uh, throughout the spring. Caleb Douglas, Ricky Pearsall, Andy Jean, kind of some receivers standing out there for the Gators. The transfers along the defensive line really standing out so far. Caleb Banks, Cam Jackson, Taraja Mitchell showing some good leadership. We just talked about defensive backs in the last episode and kind of what's happening through shuffling, shuffling along there. Jaden Hill taking some reps at star. Some good things happening, but that's what's supposed to be happening right now in spring. We'll take it, maybe with a grain of salt, see how it really shakes out, but some of the names that are standing out so far in spring practice with the Gators. All right, everybody, thanks for hopping on this kind of impromptu episode. If you were watching this live on YouTube, thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you back next week right here on Gators Breakdown. I don't know. They haven't sent us a schedule for the next uh, next week. I'm assuming they'll come back. They'll probably practice next Tuesday if they're going to keep the same schedule uh, there for the Gators. So, but all right, that would do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.